Welcome to the Kimmy Travels podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Walter. I am an expert expat and a slow traveler who spent nearly 15 years abroad. Join me as I talk about a variety of topics surrounding all things travel, living abroad, and social issues. Pull up a seat as I share some of my most exciting stories and experiences. You'll also hear from my fellow Globetrotters, and you'll get my take on what's going on in the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kimmy Travels podcast. I'm excited to continue our hot, hot season two with our next guest, Brittany Morgan. Brittany, how are you today? I'm good. And how everyone? Yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Brittany Morgan, and I'm from South Carolina, and I have lived abroad in South Korea, Spain, UAE, and now I'm currently in Mexico. Okay, girl. Well, look at you then. So before we get into it, before we do our little deep dive on your topic, uh, let's tell the folks how we met. (laughs) Okay, so we met in Korea. Mm-hmm. And I think we met at a bar. We did. We did. <laughs> yeah. I know if I said, oh, you're like, she's so anyone that knows Kim knows that she's very tall. So I think yes. I looked at you and I said, oh, you look like someone I know. Or I thought you was someone else, but you, you wasn't did. that you person. You came up to me and you were like, hello. I don't know, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> and you were just like so happy and so bubbly. And I was like, oh, hey. But I'm not Rachel. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm sorry, but you look cool and you're tall. I'm like, hey, girl. Yeah. And from that moment, we were friends. <laughs> exactly. And that was, so, what, six years ago? Mm, I want to say 2014. 15, it could have been 14, 15. It's a little yeah. blurry. The years right? have passed. Oh my, how the years have passed. So, hey, if some uh, semi-drunk girl, <clears throat> sorry, but I think you were a little tipsy, um, comes up to you in a bar, befriend her. <laughs> <laughs> you that should. That is official TV Travels advice. Befriend all the drunk people because they're you fabulous. Should. And I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I won't deny it. <laughs> no, I wasn't that night, but I'm sure there was plenty of others where we were turning up in that bar. <laughs> All right. So you're going to talk to us a little bit about uh, preparing to move abroad. So um, you just said that you noticed a lot of people are moving abroad and you just kind of want to spread your knowledge. Please enlighten us. Yeah. So a few years ago, I felt like I was one of the few people you feel like there's not that many black travelers or people Mm -hmm. that are moving outside the country. And now in 2021 is so different from what it was like in 2014. There's so many more Black people living abroad, traveling abroad, and I just wanted to give some information about it. Okay, awesome. So here we go. What do you think that people should know before they uh, like pack a bag, buy the ticket, and jump on a plane? Well, the first thing you really should do is Google. Mm-hmm. You need to know some basics like what country you're going to, what is the a little bit of the history, was what is the social landscape, the political landscape. Mm. What is the language of the country? Mm -hmm. So those are very important before you go anywhere. Those are really, really good points. So Google is absolutely your friend. And I think what you said about knowing not only the political landscape, but also a bit of the history 
Exactly. Um, a lot of people just kind of skip over that and maybe they've seen, you know, an Instagram post or like some picture like, yes, I want to go there. Yeah. And then you can really be caught off guard or unprepared. Exactly. You can really be. I remember when I moved to South Korea, I did a little bit of Wikipedia, a little bit of Google, mm-hmm. but I didn't really do like a deep dive. Mm-hmm. And when you get to Korea, you're like, oh, there's a lot of military bases. Mm-hmm. The Korean War, you start learning so much history mm-hmm. being there and you can see why their society is the way that it is. Right. Or even like in the UAE or when, or when I like did study abroad in China knowing that the governments are different from the American mm-hmm. governments and things that you can say, things that you can't say. Ooh, yes. Do not so. get arrested abroad. Do not do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> your embassy uh, probably will not help you. <laughs> yeah. Key fact, like facts, the American embassy do, do not really help people. They really don't. <laughs> They're no. like, you, you come to a country, you break the law. There's a good chance you will go to jail. Yes, yes. So, I think that's the last thing you want to do because then your family or whoever, you know, is kind of fighting for you. Yeah. Knowing even less than you know. And exactly. From across the sea. Oh yes. Don't don't do it. So definitely research. Do your research and find out. Yeah, even because in Korea, like I didn't I did like a a skim. A skim. <laughs> <laughs> so we're too. talking about we're talking from experience you guys take our experiences what do we what is it uh don't do what i do do what i say something like that yeah, anyway. something, yeah. Uh, we've made the mistakes for you okay korea has a very serious um slander law right even if something you've said is true but it, the other person maybe like loses face because of it they can sue you yeah so you have to be even online you have to be very careful what you say to or about anybody even if you think oh they'll never find out if they do they could come after you and you're gonna have to be you know you're responsible you're gonna have to pay the fine or go to court or god forbid go to jail facts it's the same thing in the uae and i think Mm -hmm. in a lot of countries those slander laws so you have to be careful about what you say Mm -hmm. different places so yeah Okay. I like that. So that's really good. So you said the political, the social, what were the aspects did you say? Maybe the language. Ah, okay. Like how so... hard is the language to learn? <laughs> because I get it. When you move abroad, a lot of mm-hmm. times you want to hang out with other foreigners, mm-hmm. other expats, but sometimes it's good to know some of the language. Yeah. Knowing a little can help you a long way. Like even in France, I don't speak French, but I've visited France and at least Telling someone bonjour, merci beaucoup, anything mm-hmm. goes a long way. It does. It really does. I love it. Um, another guest actually said the the same. So I kind of like the interconnectivity. And you guys, if you're hearing it again and again and again, believe us. <laughs> yeah. So you've been to quite a few countries. So how are your, tell us the languages that you have learned and to like what degree. So anyway, I'm terrible. I need to be so much. I need to be so much better. It's like I know a little of random languages. A mm-hmm. Mandarin. I took a Mandarin Chinese course in university. I only remember a few words here and there, like go go for dog and, and may may for little sister <laughs> or e pinkolu. Like I want one Coca Cola. Oh, um, that's good. Just like, hey. Yeah. Oh, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Get that girl a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Korean. I learned how to read Korean. Um, mm-hmm. Just called Hangul. So I learned how to read Hangul. But I haven't done it in years. And a few Korean phrases. Spanish just goes here and it goes there. Little, little, little. And Arabic. Arabic? I only know a couple words. Okay. So, yeah. Which My words mind. do you know in Arabic? Because for me, that's really intriguing. Just it's for me, it sounds and it looks like such a beautiful language. In Arabic, honestly, inshallah, God willing. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I have a brain fart at the moment. But if I remember some more, I will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we could. This will be like a little Duolingo hour. <laughs> right? Yeah. About learn languages with Brittany. <laughs> Yeah, but the cool thing is, though, if you know, like Spanish and Arabic, they're very similar because of oh. the Moors mm-hmm. when they took over Spain. So, like, mm-hmm. for example, like in Spanish, I believe sugar is azúcar. Yes. And in Arabic, it's like sucre. It's oh, very, okay. the words are very similar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, good. many things are interconnected. Mm-hmm. So back to kind of preparing to go abroad. Like for uh-huh. me, I was astounded at like the amount of paperwork and I guess just kind of red tape and hoops that I had to jump to. Can you kind of, if someone hasn't done it before, like how would you prepare them for that? For the paperwork? Well, it depends on what country you go to. Mm-hmm. So in how long you will stay, for example, for Spain, that was the most paperwork I ever had to go through. Okay. You physically have to go to the Spanish embassy. So I mm-hmm. physically had to leave from South Carolina. My The Spanish embassy for my area is in Miami. <gasps> so I had to oh go from goodness. South Carolina. <laughs> I to... thought I, me going to Houston from Dallas, I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> you had to go to a whole other state. <laughs> yeah, I had to go down to Miami just to, for the Spanish embassy. For my wow. visa, for my stamp. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spain is a lot of paperwork. And when you mm-hmm. get to Spain, speaking Spanish is a big help because when you don't speak Spanish, it's very hard for immigration. You're doing everything mm-hmm. yourself. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of paperwork for Spain. Korea, I don't think there was still a lot of paperwork, but Korea was a bit more flexible. Like I didn't, you don't have to physically go to the Korean embassy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did actually. You did? I why? Did. What do you mean why? Because <laughs> I needed my visa stamp. <laughs> did I? I did. Um, in Houston. It was in Houston. Really? And I might, and I also, no, yeah, I, I really, okay, I'm trying to think about if it was the first time or the second. I can't remember. I really, honestly, I can't remember, but I definitely went to the, it was the very first time. And you know why? I had a bad experience at the embassy. And I was like, if this is what the people are like. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Maybe I don't want to get there. <laughs> okay. So I guess that's to say any government worker is going to be, I don't want to say horrible because there's probably really great ones. Yeah, but you might run into a bad one, and it doesn't matter yeah. which country. It's just like paperwork. Yeah, paperwork. Sometimes you have to go to the doctor and get your medical checked out, so um, that can take time. What else? Your background check. A lot of times you need an FBI background check. So medical FBI background check. 
those are the two main things that took time for me, I think. Is it the same for you? Yes, yes. Uh, your fingerprints, um, and not just local, but uh, national. So, and it's the timing as well, because for some countries, like it's only valid, for example, for six month period. So you have to time it where you get it done, it comes back to you and it's still valid while all that other process is taking place. Uh, so what you don't want to have is like for that to expire, then you have to pay to do it again. Yeah, exactly. Or mm -hmm. like you said, if you're a digital nomad or like me, and if you come to Mexico, you can stay mm -hmm. six months without a visa mm -hmm. and then you can leave and then come back as many times as you want. <laughs> Okay, that's good. That's really good to know. All right. So we've talked about things kind of to look out for when you're moving abroad. And yeah. what other things do we need to know? Before Honestly, I think finances is super mm. important because it's one thing to be broke in America, but it's another <laughs> thing to be broke in, um, in a foreign country. So before oh, you girl. move, oh, I'm serious. Like, there's no EBT like abroad. Like, <laughs> I'm like, God, <laughs> you know, you just be saying like, damn, I have no money. Shit. <laughs> I don't know what, what. I'm just saying. Girl, that happened to me once. I was just telling my sister about this. It's funny, but in the moment, of course, I panicked. So mm -hmm. I had just got into Colombia <laughs> and I never went out with my American cards because mm -hmm. pickpocketing and theft is so common. I just I just had my Colombian, you know, ATM card. It wasn't even a credit card, just an ATM mm -hmm. card. Mm -hmm. And I was doing like a volunteer stint. So I didn't yeah. have like tons of peso, but it was enough for like maintenance, you know, mm -hmm. rent, food, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was at the grocery store, right, doing my shopping for the week and she rings everything up and I hand over my little, you know, debit card. It was like insufficient funds. <laughs> no. Don't you hate yeah. that? Did she say well, that was it? the first time it ever happened? And I was like, that's strange. Please run it again. Boop, boop. Okay. So now there's like, you know, the line of people like that are getting impatient. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So luckily I had the phone app. So I checked the app and I see that I do not have peso. <laughs> oh. I thought it was like, oh, it's probably just an error. And of course I hadn't, I didn't have my cards because I decided like, safety first so I mm -hmm. have all of these groceries sitting on you know the what is it the belt mm -hmm. and no basil so it's just like mm, well this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna go home <laughs> mm -hmm. you're just gonna leave the groceries I'm just gonna walk away and That's then okay. I'll be right back thanks <laughs> it was so embarrassing ah! and luckily it was just like a temporary I don't have money at the moment mm -hmm. and not like I don't have money I don't have money money um, but even that, I was like, I can't believe, um, I just spent up all my little peso. Cause there's also, I don't know why it happens, but when you're abroad and you get like their colorful, pretty little money, you're like, it's monopoly money. And you just want to yeah. like spend it. spend it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was spending my peso sin querer. And then when I needed to like, when I really needed my peso, I was like, oh, hmm, did I spend all of that money? <laughs> yeah. Did. it's so. easy to it really is and so i would tell anyone before you leave america and travel or, or live in another country please make sure that your cards work in that country for example i have discover mm -hmm. a discover card and i found out discover doesn't work in mexico 
or in this area. I went to the ATM with my Discover card and it's just mm-hmm. like, nope, not going to work. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing I had a Visa or like mm-hmm. MasterCard. So mm-hmm. Visa and MasterCard anywhere, they're going to be universal. Mm-hmm. Um, even Cash App, that's a new thing now, like Cash App. Oh. Cash App is not universal. Mm-hmm. Cash App, I think, work in Mexico, but it may not work in other countries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we need you need to be like very careful, like what cards you take abroad and yeah. And be sure to call the bank because they might put like a fraud alert. If they see that your card is being used in another country, they just might like lock it up. Exactly. So call them and let them know these are my travel dates. These are the countries I'm visiting. Don't block yeah. my money. Yeah, because who wants to be out the country with no money? Like, it really sucks. <gasps> yes, that reminded me. Yeah, what happened? When I went to Barcelona, my first time abroad, yeah. and I yeah. used an ATM outside the supermarket. It was just an ATM not attached to a branch, and it ate my card. <gasps> and it was a weekend, and then it started raining. Okay, I don't really know if it rained, but... <laughs> bad stories happen and then I rains. know but no but that's good that you say that like fun fact ever, anyone that's listening use an ATM at a bank in like yes. a public yes. area do not yes. use an ATM mm-hmm. on the street anywhere don't do it don't do it don't do it there's scams hey, learn from our mistakes yeah there are scams as well um and then if the ATM eats your card I and I didn't have because I was, I was just my I don't know, mid 20s. So it was just like, I have this card. And then that was it. So I didn't have any other source of funds. And I had to like have it express overnight, whatever shipped from the US to Spain or to, yeah, to Spain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do not use the ATMs if it is not attached to a bank. Don't do it at night. Cause if you have a problem, you need to be able to go into the center and be like, help <laughs> <laughs> exactly or like you're like ayudame yes yes <laughs> oh. my card uh no money <laughs> it's like damn i'm broke and that reminds yeah. me too um transferwise is a really good company mm-hmm. where you can have a card and you can change your money different currencies Ooh. so you can have u.s dollars british pounds so mm-hmm. i always have used transferwise that's good i i have heard of that but i've never used it so that's a good point Hey, yeah. write that down, you guys. Transfer wise. Wise, yes. Yes. And I know, what is it? Um, PayPal mm-hmm. is pretty universal, but yeah. depending on the country, you're going to have different fees. So a lot of research is going to go into really every aspect of your of your move abroad. Mm-hmm. But that's a good point. You, you want to have like a little nest egg, a little cushion yeah. should things not work out. So Come what on. you don't want to do is be broke, like you said, and then have no yeah. way back. Yeah. At least be able to buy your ticket back home. Exactly. Don't come over mm. with $5, $100. Come over mm-hmm. with, you know, five, six, seven, a thousand, mm-hmm. just in case mm-hmm. stuff goes crazy. You can take yeah. your ass At least back a credit home. card that you can, with a limit that will let you, you know, get out of a, ba- a potentially bad situation. Yeah. But I've heard so many stories of expats that were broke at home and they went overseas like with the promise of a job and it didn't work out and now they're broken abroad. Exactly. Ooh, broken I'm abroad. Like, ah, new show. Oh, okay, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, new show. I'm like, broken abroad. <laughs> broken abroad. I will not call your episode broken abroad. Don't worry. Broken abroad. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Maggie is okay. not broken abroad. She's trying to tell you how not to be broken abroad. <laughs> have your money before you come. Yes. Don't, don't, don't just come now. <laughs> have some money. Good. That's good. So practice good, you know, uh, budgeting, saving. And even when you get there, it is real money. Don't, you know, do yeah. pull a Kimberly and her peso and just, you know, make it rain. <laughs> yeah, even though the money may be blue, green, and pink. Right. It's so it's pretty. pretty. You just want to spend it. <laughs> oh, my God. And the Mexican pesos, they're so short. They're so small. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, you're so small. <laughs> Man. It's Uh-oh. real money. Just remember that. It looks like Monopoly money, but it is real money. And if you spend it and there's no more, hey, you know. Right. Dang. <laughs> I know. Do we have time okay. for a third point? Absolutely. Like, we have all the time in the world. Okay. okay, not all the time in the world, but plenty of time. So last point. Socially, before you move abroad or travel abroad, mm-hmm. it's really good to join Facebook. I know people think Facebook, who's on Facebook anymore? But as an international traveler or expat, yes, mm-hmm. join those groups. Black Americans living abroad, mailing in Madrid. There's a brothers and sisters of South Korea. There is a black expat group for every country. Mm-hmm. So you can find meetups. You can meet your friends. You can find out some intel about the country or the area before you even move. So it'll help you mm-hmm. make your decision. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um and really, it's a wealth of information because a lot of those pages have really high memberships mm-hmm. and they pin information, like kind of frequently asked questions, right? So you're going and you're just full of, you know, inquiries and it's like, hey, we have a file, like go through the file. If you find something that's like a bit outdated, of course, ask, but there are literally hundreds, maybe even thousands, like in the case, some of those groups of thousands of people yes. that have done it already and they are yes. willing and happy to help a newcomer kind of find their way. Yeah. So what kind of things have you um, benefited from, from these groups? I've benefited from just learning about the country and meetups. Mm -hmm. I've been to so many meetups, every country I've been to meetups, just to meet people, to play games, to have some sort of community Mm -hmm. because no man, no woman is an Island. Wherever Mm -hmm. you move to, you need people. Especially mm-hmm, when you're away true. from your family. Mm-hmm. It's part of, I call it like my, I have like a triangle of happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they don't always, not all the three things in the triangle are, you know, in alignment, but when they are, oh, so it's the, my work, uh-huh. am I happy with my job, my home, mm-hmm. am I comfortable mm-hmm. at home? Uh, I no longer like to flat share. I need my own space because I'm a grown ass woman. And <laughs> right? now, now that's the, now nothing against flat sharing because when I travel, I'm all about, you know, I could do a hostel if I feel like it. But like for my home home, Kimmy needs her space space. <laughs> and that's the real tea because in some of these cities, it's Ooh, real expensive. It's so it's hard for you. Cost to... of living. That's something else. Look yeah. at the cost of living. Yes. Because I know like, in Madrid, it's mm-hmm. expensive. Mm. In order to own your own or be in your own apartment. That's true. In all of Spain. In all of Spain. So it's yeah. really common to flat share there because yeah. it is really, really expensive. So again, that goes back to like budgeting, having your finances, everything in order. If you have to live alone, can you afford to do that? Is that, do you want to live in the city center or is it better like to live a bit out? 
so that you exactly. can afford to do what exactly. you want to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And some countries like Mexico is so cheap. I'm still astounded. I um, use that word astounded by yeah. how cheap <laughs> Mexico is. Like I have Girl. a friend and she's renting a one bedroom apartment for $700 a month. That's really good. 700 mm-hmm. US dollars, 800 mm-hmm. US dollars. Is that 900. with bills included? Or is that separate? Um, separate, but bills aren't that expensive here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you may have to pay yeah. for electricity, but you can get a nice place in Mexico. And we're mm-hmm. in Playa del Carmen, which mm-hmm. is a tourist attraction. Right. 800, 900 mm-hmm. US dollars. Yep. Yep. That's good. We did another segment kind of about housing and how to find that. So that's good to know those kind of price points. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hella but, cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to know, like, for example, for me, cost of living would include uh, rent, food, transportation, mm-hmm. entertainment. Mm-hmm. Anything else? That's it. Yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's and like, then, yeah, sorry, oh. but no, it's like you want to make sure that what, whatever country you choose to visit or live, make mm-hmm. sure that you understand the cost of living. Yes. Like I know a lot of times you may see Switzerland, like the pictures and it looks beautiful, mm-hmm. but the cost of li- living is very expensive, mm-hmm. especially in Europe, actually. Mm-hmm. Europe just is expensive. And if you are on like a cost saving mission, take the time to look at the local currency and learn it and learn mm-hmm. to convert it. Because what you don't want to do is like, Sometimes like they call it like the gringo tax mm-hmm. or the foreign tax. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you're just going to be paying more and then you're like, okay, I can accept that. Is it worth the fight or should I just do it or whatever? So that's why it's so important. Even if, if you can't do it immediately in your head, have like an app or something. Yeah. Um, because they will a lot of times give you a price like two or three or four or 10 or a hundred times more expensive than the thing that you're buying. You're like, Wait a minute. <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, why are you trying to hoodwink me? Yes. Hey, I've been hoodwinked. Um, but I don't know. Haven't, have haven't we all? Haven't we all? We I just took all. A, I'm like, mm-hmm. I just took a taxi a few days ago and I'm like 100 pesos. And you have to like go with them. So I'm like, oh, Go God. with them what? To do what? What? No, like, okay, so here, like the tax. What is 100 peso to dollars? And how much should um, it have been? A hundred pesos is maybe about six dollars. Okay, and what should the price have been? The price, I was told, they never charge the locals no more than fifty. <gasps> oh, so it doesn't matter where you go; it's just flat rate, or to where you were going. Apparently, like I was talking to my friend, and she was like fifty pesos, but I've taken a taxi twice, and it was like a mm-hmm. hundred or eighty pesos. Oh, no. In that case, always ask them to put on the meter. There's that no meter. Little, oh, goodness. Well, then. Implied. <laughs> so, so please realize. <laughs> I know. Here, there's no meter. I was looking like there's no meter. There's no so then meter you have to the negotiate the price before you get yeah. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, but in other cities in Mexico, there may be a meter. But here, there's no meter. And I'm just like, huh. Okay. And actually, the meter doesn't even matter because I remember in Colombia, I got got, mm-hmm. um, but I knew I got got, but I didn't want to fight with that man. Wait, how much you got got by? I can't even remember what the price was, but mm-hmm. I knew I had got got <laughs> immediately. <laughs> but it was no. night. I was in front of my house. I was alone. I was just like, whatever. But they fixed the meter. 
Mm-hmm. The thing is, where I was going, I had been a hundred times before, and I knew perfectly well how much it cost to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd gone there, and I was just coming back, so it should have been, you know, more or less the same price, and it was, you know, a lot higher. And I was just like, "Take your money, and get out of here." <laughs> but I called my friend because we we had all gone together, and we caught those taxis like okay. in the same spot. So I was like, "Hey." He had fixed the meter. So before you get out of yours, just be aware that they're mm-hmm. meter fixing. Mm-hmm. So well, that's good to know. Getting got. Sometimes it's not worth the fight. And so, and I have been known to like yell and scream and argue with taxi drivers in the street. It just it kind of depends on my mood. Yeah. If I want my money. <laughs> yeah. Because abroad, people will try you, especially when... They will try you. And I'll be like, I'm going to out-crazy you. And then people are already looking. They're going to be looking extra hard now. (laughs) 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 And I have jumped out of taxis. Like, nope, let me out right here. Side of the road, I don't care. Let me out. (laughs) You got to do what you have to do in these streets because... mm, Yeah. Okay. So, oh, the third point of the triangle is social, which is where you were going. Yeah. So I need like a good base. Like you said, you you need people around you that kind of understand what you're doing, where you're coming from and all of that. So do you have any advice, like how to meet people or what do you do? Okay. So like, as I said previously, Facebook, Facebook groups. So Black Americans living abroad. If you're in a country like in Playa, then there's Playa Noir. In different areas around the world, there's always a group for Black people. And also, what's the other group? Um, Meetup. Meetup.com. For meetups, if you want to play tennis or be active, go to your local sports club Mm -hmm. to play rugby. Mm -hmm. Because in the past, I tried out for rugby. Wasn't into it. How did you? Okay. I did not know you played rugby. No, I had a, I like just, a little just, rugby stint too. No, I just went I to one like practice. I just went to one oh, practice. Oh, you went to one practice. I went to one practice and I was like, hell to the no, 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 no. I was like, Lord, I'm like, this is too much. You and will we, get broken. Rugby and, is rough. And there's no it, pads, you guys. You're just exactly. like beating each other up for the fun of it. It was a practice and I was like, Ch- no, I am not doing this. And then it was in COVID. I'm like, wait, we're, doing, we're in COVID and y'all want us running around with all this sweat? <laughs> <laughs> like the COVID germs? No. The COVID. No. <laughs> and so I went to one practice and I was like, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I'll catch you another time. Never yeah. been back. But anyway. <laughs> that was so, one of the meetups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so you have to get active wherever you yes. go so find a passion and mm-hmm. or if you already have a passion just go for it that's good that's actually really good advice so I mean the name is kind of self-explanatory you meet up with people but for yeah. me the benefit of that is that you already know the people you're meeting share an interest right so you have exactly. like kind of a common ground already and it's a great I think springboard to friendships Exactly, because there's nothing worse than when you go to a meetup and you're just pulling teeth from people. Mm, like, mm-hmm. conversations should flow. It shouldn't feel like I have to drag it all. Mm-hmm. Like, hi, my name's Brittany. What's your name? I'm saying, hi, my name is da 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 yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's happened before. Exactly. So, it's like, go to meetup.com. Brothers and sisters of whatever city that you're into, where you're at, um, what else? the local sports clubs, the gyms, 
you just have to put yourself out there. That's what I realized. If if you don't That's put true. yourself out there, people mm-hmm. will not talk to you. You just sit in your house. No one's yes, going to talk to you. People are not going to fall out of the sky into your lap and be like, let's be friends. And no. there's some, that's the hardest part. Because I'm in um, a face, when you were talking about there's a Facebook group for everything. I'm in like a black girl solo travel Facebook group, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot of people who want to solo travel, but they're like really nervous. Like I booked the trip and I'm going to cancel because I don't know what to do and I have to be myself. And I'm like, gosh, um, you have to yeah go outside of yourself and I think like push that comfort level and they say like at that border is where great things are going to start to happen so do not just I mean you could you know have a weekend where you're just chilling at home by yourself but don't make that your regular experience because you're not going to get like you know the full experience abroad exactly and you know what you have to be uncomfortable to change and if you're always comfortable being talking on the phone with your friends mm-hmm. and you're not interacting with the expats or even the local people, then mm-hmm. what's the point of you being abroad? Mm-hmm. So you really have to push yourself. It's not easy, mm-hmm. but it's possible. So for you, what is the the benefit or the, yeah, like why do you like to live outside of your home country what do you get out of it honestly I just love seeing new things I love traveling I love meeting new people very different from from South Carolina just learning about different religions different cultures just the interaction with others I think that's what it is for me and being able to see things in books and in magazines when you're a child, like, oh, okay, so this is the Eiffel Tower in person. Oh, this is this in person. Just to be able to see it and touch it and feel it versus just looking at a magazine. Mm-hmm. It is different, isn't it? It is and different. I, I, it's, it's hard to describe. I'm like, I'm trying to find the words, but the words escape me for the moment. So I guess I would just say, do it so you can feel that feeling. You know, it's kind of like if you go to New York for the first time and you're like, yeah. whoa, it's like I know. the movies. <laughs> I know, like I'm in Times Square. Oh, I am in Brooklyn. I'm right, walking over to Brooklyn right. Bridge. Is that a brownstone? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you ever like gone to New York or I don't think I've been to Vegas. I haven't. But if you have been to Vegas, like for the first time, I think it would be really like, um, impressionable. Yeah. So just doing that in another country, in another language with a different set of rules and um, people and just you have to take it all in. It really is kind of like a five cents um, adventure, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. At times when you, it can be overwhelming, but it's a mm-hmm. good type of overwhelming, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you feel a bit more alive. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing something that's not the mundane. You're not just getting in your car, going to work, going to school or whatever you're doing. You're... Right. You, you will not be stuck in a rut. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You got to shake it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's always something new to see. There's always another event. There's always something interesting going on. Right. Right. Wherever there... you are. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are. And, it's, and it's even like local traditions or local holidays or festivals. And you mentioned earlier learning the history of the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think it makes you more mm, empathetic or just, it kind of opens your mind so mm-hmm. that you are not like the center. And a lot of, 
I would like to say, I hate to say it, but I don't actually hate to say it because it's true. Mm-hmm. A lot of North Americans yeah. <laughs> think that like their experience, their reality is the reality or it is like all that there is. But when you travel, that really gets challenged. You have to open your mind to say, these people are perfectly happy. They're perfectly right in, in the way that they're doing it, even though it's different than the way I am used to. to yeah, doing yeah. It. You're absolutely right. Even like FYI, when you leave North America, everything is in Celsius. <laughs> Celsius. Um, and the metric need- system just makes sense. <laughs> I'm team metric. <laughs> There's no miles. There's no miles. <laughs> so it's like. No, no gallons. Like a gallon of milk is a totally American thing. Why do you even need that much milk? <laughs> <laughs> So refrigerated eggs, everyone doesn't refrigerate their no. eggs. I've had eggs that still had the butt feathers of the chicken on them. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> Girl, I went to the grocery store, I brought some broccoli, and as I was cooking it, a worm came out. And I was like, oh, that's some fresh broccoli. It's fresh. <laughs> And I like washed it and everything, but there was like a worm just hiding and I'm boiling it. It just, I'm like, oh no. Who is hiding here? Where am I? I (laughs) Girl, I had to throw the whole thing away. I couldn't do it. You threw it away? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because the worm was, I couldn't do it. You threw it away. I'm scared. I'm scared. You should just dewormed it. (laughs) No, I told my mom and she was like, you should put like soaking in vinegar. Yeah, vinegar. Is really good for like a little fruit bath, fruit and veg bath. I learned I that here just recently. That's good because I was like, let me just pour hot water over it. It'll kill whatever's inside. <laughs> Hell no. They were like, <laughs> they were just like day. <laughs> where are the bubbles? <laughs> oh, man. I but I don't even know what we were. S- yeah. Back to whatever we were saying. <laughs> We just need to take a giggle break. Sometimes you need a giggle break. <laughs> I know, but when you go, when you live abroad or even visit abroad, you have to be open-minded. Mm, that's really what we're to, talking about. You have to be exactly. You have to be open-minded and realize that things in America or in your hometown is going to be different somewhere else, and you can't impose your views on other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Like and when I've been to other places, I'm like, y'all really eat dog for real. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I know this came out, but in you, in growing up, you think, what? But then you realize that's their culture. Because mm-hmm. there's some things that we eat that they would never eat. Exactly. Yeah. And vice versa. So you realize mm-hmm. that some people eat horse, some people eat dog. You just realize people really live much differently from you and I, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the way they do things is wrong and or right. the way that we do things are wrong. It's mm-hmm. just different. Mm-hmm. Yep, just different. Yeah. And you have to, yeah, I think it, it goes a long way to kind of making people more accepting. Um, you do kind of run, and luckily for me, it's not happened very often, but you do run into that particular foreigner that will not let, you know, other people live their lives. So if you find yourself in like some strange social situation, um, my philosophy is better alone than in bad company. So if it's really a bad situation or I feel uncomfortable around the people, you know, you just throw up the deuce and then try to find your tribe somewhere else. That's like anything. Like the first time is not going to be perfect. Like Mm -hmm. you were 
talking about a recent experience you had at a meetup and you're like, this isn't what I expected. Um, it's yeah. not always. Yeah, it isn't. But, you know, sometimes you realize that having a conversation and meeting people, it shouldn't feel like I'm doing so much of the work. The thing that you have to remember as an expat or as a traveler is that you really have to keep an open mind and be open to meeting other people. Try not to be so clicky when, and try to be open to meeting other people. Because recently I met, I met someone and she's going to medical school to be a neurologist and work for FEMA. And I've met so many, I've met a lawyers abroad, just different people. Mm-hmm. And you never know who you'll meet if you don't talk, open your mouth, I don't know, mm-hmm. try to be social. Mm-hmm. You never know who you That's could really be true. Yeah. missing out meeting. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you need to get drunk. You need to go to a bar. You need it's to be like, hey girl. Hey girl, hey. I know. <laughs> like I know it can be yeah. hard. Even when you have coworkers, like if you're working at a job, like I'm a teacher. So I've been mm-hmm. in teacher functions and sometimes they may want to go out and drink. Guess what? Sometimes you, you don't have to, like your co-workers exactly but you still have to be social make an effort I would say make an effort and then if it like I said if you really are not feeling it not vibing you can you know make a discreet exit and in some cultures I know we keep going back to it but we met in Korea so we have that uh, shared understanding but being social is part of business. It's part of your work life. It is expected. It is an unwritten rule. So I think, you know, that was part of what you're saying is like, know the the social aspects before you go so that you aren't caught off guard. Like I would just be like, no, thanks. I don't really want to go. And it was just like, you don't say no, you just need to go. <laughs> yeah. We were telling you as a courtesy not to give you an option. It's like, you are going to do this thing. Um, and for me, that was really hard. Um, uh, it was really hard. I'm not going to lie. It was really hard just to have somebody else in charge of my time when I wasn't on the clock. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not my country. I was, mm-hmm. you know, a guest there. So I had to live by their rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that got too hard for me, I eventually did, you know, bounce um, mm-hmm. because just like, I can't bow down anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to be in charge of my life again. Um, but for the for the experience, it was amazing. Um, I probably wouldn't go back there for a living, but um, it was a great experience. But would you visit? Absolutely. I would love to visit. And I'm going to eat all the jjigae's. I'm going to eat all the kimchi's. I'm going to have all the barbecues. I'm going to drink all the soju and makgeolli. Korea is, uh, oh, you could eat your way up and down that country. My gosh. I never, ever had something that I didn't like. Actually, yes, I did. Silkworm <laughs> <laughs> <The> larva. <laughs> Oh, those, those little, I don't oh, I've had that. Ever again. Oh, that was really gross. Yeah. I take that back. 99.8% of the things I ate were delicious. <laughs> yeah. There was some really good food there. Yeah. Really, really good food. Mm-hmm. I'm would curious. You go how, back? Yeah. I would go back to Korea to visit. I don't know. I don't know about living. It's like once you get used to diversity, it gets mm-hmm. hard to go back to. It does. No that was another thing that was lacking. That was lacking in Korea. That's true. But it, it and, and again, that's actually something else you could you should consider. Like Yeah, diversity. Diversity. Like, like for me after Korea, I was like, that's hella important. Like I mm-hmm. cannot be the only me anywhere. No, thank you. 
Exactly. And I had in Korea, I had to commute two hours to go to the hair salon in Seoul mm -hmm. just to get someone to do my hair, braids, mm -hmm. anything. I had to mm -hmm. go to Seoul. You know, mm -hmm. one time I went to Seoul and it took so long, I slept at the, the hair braider's house. I know it was crazy as hell. So anyway, so I was getting my hair braided. So the husband picking me up in a van. <laughs> That's not suspicious at all. <laughs> like, all right, I'll get in your unmarked and van. Where like, are we headed? Getting my hair like, braided? Okay. Yeah. And then we, <laughs> we went up this. We went. <laughs> we went up this alley to the woman's house, and then she was braiding my hair. And she was like, "It's getting so late. You want to just sleep over?" I'm like, "My and half my head was braided." I was like, "Okay." Or it was oh, too late. So it wasn't even finished. I don't think <gasps> so. I don't oh know. So I slept at the woman's house. <laughs> And then she finished my hair in the morning, and then oh, her husband right. got in his van and took me back. Took me back down the hill. Yeah. Man, the adventures we go through. My goodness. Yes. That is funny. I've, had, I've never had anything like that happen. That's hilarious. I know. And I was like, I need Lumber to be party. careful. I'm like, I'm 5'2". Like, People can snatch my ass up. You could be snatched up, girl. I'm glad you lived to tell the tale. <laughs> and this big white van. He's like, oh, right. for the hair? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I can't believe you got in that car. I'm like, I'm just going to walk. I'll find a taxi today. I don't know. <laughs> You're very trusting. <laughs> I was too trusting back then, girl. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> now yeah. safety no. is important and follow your gut. I will say that. If you ever have a bad feeling about something, trust your gut. Trust your gut. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And try not mm -hmm. to walk alone. Walk mm -hmm. with others, especially mm -hmm. as a woman. Just walk with other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And let someone know your whereabouts, your expectations, your itinerary, whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. So and it's going to be you are abroad. No matter how comfortable you get, you have to be like keep your senses about you. Yeah, and mm -hmm. this is kind of like out of left field, but I feel like it's something people should know. Like in some countries, they assume black women are prostitutes. <gasps> yes, girl. They assume. They and I'm just like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not All giving, the confusion. All and the I'm confusion. just like. Okay, I'm like, I'm not a sex worker. Like, I'm not giving up the cooch. For somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. But like other people may though, like, <laughs> but that's not my ministry. I'm like, that's not my ministry though. So, And there's nothing wrong with sex work. And actually in some countries it is legalized. And yeah. I believe in the U.S. it should be as well. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's, it's, a, it's a really, it's a real and a necessary industry. Exactly. Um, but just knowing... In Spain, for example, I don't know if yeah. you were talking specifically about Spain, um, but a lot of the the people there assume that if you are Black, you are a sex worker and you may be approached. Okay, so you mentioned that you are in Playa de Carmen and you've mm -hmm. just recently arrived there. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what you're doing nowadays. Okay, so now I'm studying and I'm married, so my husband is also studying. We're both in Mexico. We're both studying for different exams before we go back to another country, either for me to have another international teaching job or a work at home job. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, you gave so many great points. This was such a fun uh, episode. I think we laughed right. our way through the whole <laughs> through the whole thing. 
But thank you again for taking the time to come on. I'm sure the guests also really appreciate it. You are fabulous. So where can the people find you on the socials? Nice. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. People can find me. I'm on Facebook, Brittany Benjamin. My name is Common as Hell. So if you want to find me... um, uh, I will link it. Don't worry. I'll link okay. it so people can find you. So if you have any questions, because you've been to so many places, like you said, China, South Korea, uh, Madrid, and, and also UAE, and now you're in Mexico. So if you have ever wanted to visit any of those countries, you have some questions, um, just drop Brittany a message. Yes. And Instagram, I have it temporarily disabled. You know, sometimes, okay. you, want, sometimes you want a little break off Instagram, you off social media. Do. I so, totally understand. So my Instagram handle is, it's me, Brittany B. Now, <laughs> now I when I it. unfreeze it, people can okay. find me there. <laughs> okay. I will not link it until you tell me it's okay. okay. <laughs> but um, uh, maybe Facebook or whichever other medium you are accepting inquiries, I will make sure that people can find you. Um, so for everybody else, thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember... Enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Kimmy Travels podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, be sure to share it with others and on social media. You can also leave a review or rating wherever you listen to podcasts. To hear the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Kimushka underscore Kimmy Travels, on Twitter at Kimmy underscore Travels, Or you can visit my website, www.kimmytravels.com. Thanks again, and I'll catch you next time. And remember, enjoy the journey.